0: We're talking circumcision season 2019 now. You can call us on 891 WhatsApp us on 61 SMS 41391. At S A F M Radio is our Twitter handle, so lots of ways to get in touch with us and, and communicate and get involved. Dr. Nelson Ikaba, who's senior technical advisor at Right to Care, and of course, Right to Care is an NGO that plays a pivotal role in raising awareness and alleviating the burden that comes with chronic illnesses, and also touching on uh, circumcision and uh, the conversations that need to happen with that. So, we'll be talking to them in uh, just a bit. Uh, if you uh, want to ask questions, make sure you. Uh, interact with us. My name is Asanda Peta this is SAFM Hashtag Youth Power on SAFM (laughs) Leading the conversation through the month of June
1: You must continue to promote the principle of relentless freedom and democracy as it is the foundation upon which issues of human rights
0: Are in print. Hashtag Youth Month. SAFM leading the
1: conversation. Here, there, and everywhere. (laughs) SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. The Viewpoint. Weekdays 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM.
0: It's quarter past nine here on The Viewpoint. Now circumcision season is underway and around this time of year when it's winter holidays, boys are sent to initiation schools and some are taken to clinics to get circumcised. We, in conversation with right to care an NGO that plays a pivotal role in raising awareness and alleviating the burden that comes with chronic illnesses, each year they embark on a program that gives free circumcision at clinics in previously disadvantaged areas. We engage them on a range of issues, including the need to incorporate trained professionals into the circumcision or initiation process, the benefits of circumcision, the challenges they face when offering free MMC in a region that is predominantly occupied by people who are stringent on doing things in a certain way and you know what we mean by that the traditional way and also their views on women and their involvement or lack thereof in circumcision issues so we welcome dr. Nelson Ikaba who is senior technical advisor at right to care welcome to the viewpoint in SAFM doctor thank you Asanda good evening to you Asanda and
1: good evening to your listeners
0: Okay so if we talk about uh, you know uh, the the process or the benefits of circumcision can we first start by uh, uh, alleviating or addressing the myths that still exist around circumcision and, and what happens there let's talk about hiv transmission and circumcision what is the link yeah
1: thank you very much for the opportunity um, to start with uh, we should understand that uh, male circumcision is as old as the mankind. This is the one of the oldest um, practice uh, medical circumcision procedure in, in, across the globe. We can trace it very many years, but to go back to your question, basically the, the medical male circumcision is a complete removal of the foreskin. So, and the uh, To link it to HIV, there has been research that has been done and to to, to mention one was done behind us here in Orange Farm, the other other one was done in Kenya, and the other one was done in Uganda, which which demonstrated that circumcision, medical male circumcision prevents the transmission of HIV from a female to a male through sexual intercourse by 60%. So that is the link between
0: medical male circumcision and HIV. The the myth around the healing process, let's address that. Dr. Ikaba? Okay,
1: uh, the, the myth around the healing process, indeed we have, we have encountered myths. I can hear you. Asanda, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you now. yes we
1: have encountered myths where people say that uh, circumcision heals better in winter but this remains a myth and uh, to clear the myth is that circumcision heals well both in winter and summer It's just that uh, the practice of doing circumcision in south africa in some areas has been done commonly during the winter season and uh, right to care as you mentioned earlier support the National Department of Health in prevention, care, and treatment of HIV and other illnesses, and uh, d- through the prevention of HIV, circumcision is one of our core delivery where we have, exp- we have great expertise, and we've been doing this since the early 2010. So what we have seen in, in, in what we do when circumcision is performed by well-trained uh, medical professionals, who are trained into doing circumcision, it is safe and people heal without uh, serious complications.
0: And also the healing process, uh, one might want to link to how that could impact on their income if they perceive it to be too long, but clearly that's a myth, it, it's not too long.
1: So. Thank you very much for the question. So basically when uh, someone has taken taken medical um, male circumcision, and to note, by the way, as for South Africa, anyone above the age of 10 years is eligible to take up uh, medical male circumcision. So the healing process actually takes takes, takes six weeks to completely heal. But uh, the wound... Um, within a few days someone should be able to resume their duty and in case someone misses uh, work or school or any other duty is we give them a kind of off-duty, off-duty note that will make them not to miss uh, their payment or, or their wages at their workplace
0: the myth as well maybe this can be the final myth we we touch and then we move on the benefits as well as you know your work and the challenges that you come across but the other myth of you know how it will interfere with one's ability to enjoy sexual intercourse this is obviously for the older older males who seek it um let's unpack that Yeah, thank you very much again. I think that remains
1: a myth because uh, there has been a lot of studies that have been done to show that if someone has taken uh, medical medical confusion, there is not change in sensation, feel, or touch around the genitalia. Uh, most probably if someone, if, if it is done by a, a professional, you find that if someone comes complaining about issues of sexual, uh, sexual problems, for example, non-performance and all that, then that could be a problem that a person could have had before taking up a medical male circumcision. So there is no relationship mm-hmm. between medical male circumcision and lack of sexual pleasure, like you have said it.
0: We're talking circumcision season 2019 with Dr. Nelson Igaba, who is Senior Technical Advisor at right to care and they are an NGO that uh, play a part in uh, raising awareness um, on chronic illnesses, and also they embark on a program that gives free circumcision at clinics in previously disadvantaged areas every year. Uh, we know hundreds of boys around this time of you know initiation uh, initiation and circumcision have been killed during traditional circumcision uh, in in some years with the Eastern Cape leading the country when it comes to these deaths. So in the work that you do as Right to Care, where you are you know trying to address this issue and uh, uh, and uh, and speak to people who are stringent on doing things in a certain traditional way, what are the challenges that you come across? What are some of the uh, objections to what you are trying to do that you will find?
1: Uh, some of the challenges that we encounter in the communities that we work in, by the way, to mention uh, Right to Care under uh, uh, CDC funding, that Centers for Disease Prevention and Control, we are working in seven districts. And uh, this district, it is Kangala in Kumalanga. Doctor Kenneth Kaunda and Kakum Mulema in the Northwest, Kabum Futanyana in the Free State, and Alfredo Oartambo and Amato in the Eastern Cape. Mm-hmm. So in some districts that we work in, there are still some perceptions and myths related to circumcision, which as you mentioned around the myth you are you, you are alluding to earlier, these are the things that resist people from seeking um, medical male circumcision in the Department of Health facilities. And in other areas, you, due to these existing myths and uh, traditional beliefs, there is no opportunity for, for you to, to, to market or to create demand for, for, for medical male circumcision. However, there are other communities where traditional leaders have taken the lead and have embraced the, the, the practice of working together with medical practitioner to make uh, traditional male circumcision safe. Is so, a, for example, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Right to Care has been working with uh, with in Kangala in the traditional male initiation space since 2013, and this is led by the traditional leaders and other stakeholders in the traditional space like the Ingoma Forum mm-hmm. and, and, and the other chiefs and traditional leaders. And they are, they are welcoming the, the, the initiative of saying that let's bring in, um, we, we don't want to change the culture. Culture is part of us. Let's just bring in qualified medical personnel who have graduated through this same practice who understand what happens during the process of initiation? Who will now help into making sure that the standards are observed during the the the, the, the initiation and the circumcision processes?
0: And under that, uh, you know, the the Ingoma uh, forum, uh, they've been, you know, setting up of mobile clinics and rescue tents in Pumalanga. And as a result, the province has seen a drop of about 30 percent. That was back in 2009 in terms of the initiation deaths. So we know other provinces have followed suit. So the setting up of mobile clinics and rescue tents, how do these help?
1: Uh, basically, it, it helps because it, it's a long process. This process starts with uh, the sensitization and behavior change campaigns that is led by the traditional leaders and the likes of the Ingoma Forum where they they, they sensitize the community, the traditional leaders about the safety and the, the quality standards that are required during this season. So as Right to Care, we support into that space to work with these people, but not to, without any any purpose of diluting the culture. Just to say, as the culture exists, can we just bring in some ways to work around the culture to make it safer? And this has helped because medical doctors who have graduated from the practice are the ones who are involved in supporting the traditional initiation process.
0: What are some of the more proactive uh, uh, methods to making sure that initiation deaths are dropped and eventually curbed?
1: Uh, I think th- th- this should should start from the from the sensitization of the community. And uh, when the community remember that initiation is not only about circumcision, initiation is broader than circumcision. So if the community the community is sensitized around the issues of, you know, circumcision and all the challenges that are involved, that could lead to death. Issues of dehydration, issues of you know infection control, issues of you know all those relate that could lead to death. This can help in averting death and we, we, we're really happy to work with all traditional leaders who have been receptive both in uh, in Kangala and recently in Eastern Cape where we are supporting this process going forward.
0: So the point is not that tradition and conventional medicine clash, it is that they can actually and should work together when it comes to this.
1: Yeah, I think the most important is to, to make sure that whoever is bringing any kind of ideas or intervention does not compete with the existing culture. Mm. The, the, the the ideas or the intervention should be aligned with respect to the existing culture. And that's how Right to Care has managed to work with traditional leaders and chief, local chiefs and other stakeholders in that space with utmost respect of the existing culture, just to make sure that there is safety and quality.
0: Uh, send us uh, your SMSs on 41391 on circumcision season uh, 2019. What are your views? Uh, how do we make sure that we support our boys going into the winter holidays when it's that time of the year that initiation schools open? What should we be mindful of and uh, uh, share with us your views? And ask your questions to Dr. Nelson Igaba, who's Senior Technical Advisor at right to care You can call us on 891 You are still with the viewpoint here on SAFM. So as right to care, Dr. Ikaba, what are your views in terms of women and their involvement when it comes to circumcision issues? Let's talk circumcision specifically and move away from initiation for a bit. Thank you so much,
1: Asanda. Women have a big role to play in in, in circumcision. Remember that... uh, Women. These are our sisters. These are our mothers. These are our spouses. These are our girlfriends. So women can drive the the demand for the me, for the medical male circumcision program. Uh, we have seen, uh, like earlier, earlier you asked about the benefits of, of of medical male circumcision. To mention a few, it lowers the risk of HIV transmission. Like I mentioned, it. Mm-hmm. it it eases the hygiene around the penis. It lowers the risk of some sexually transmitted infection. It also lowers the risk of um, cervical cancer in females. And this is because when you remove, you completely remove the foreskin. you're removing the virus that we call human papilloma virus, which when transmitted to female can can lead later in life to the cancer of cervix. So this there is there is a kind of an indirect benefit to 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 females, not to mention you know some women who have you know openly spoken that they prefer circumcised men. But to stick to science, to say if women can be involved in circumcision program through antenatal clinics, through all other you know clinics of the department, so that they can drive. You know the demand creation around around medical male circumcision program, and they bring the men within the right age group. The, the men we target who are between 16 and 34, and they, they they get circumcised. This will give a direct, immediate impact in the reduction of HIV transmission because the men with this within this age group are the people who are sexually active and who are likely to acquire HIV.
0: So, given that age bracket, the ideal age bracket of 15 to 34, what are some of the complications that could result then? Should a man seek a male circumcision after the age of 34, let's say at 40?
1: There is no particular complication that a man above that age group would, 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 would get after circumcision. Like I mentioned earlier, in South Africa, according to the National Department of Health guidelines, Anyone above the age of 10 is eligible for circumcision after being examined by a a health practitioner. So unless there is anything that contraindicates you from taking up the medical male circumcision, there shouldn't be any problem if you have been circumcised by a health professional who has been trained. And this is what Right to Care provides across all the the Department of Health facilities where we
0: support in your experience dr. Ikaba, when it comes to the initiation schools what would be what would be the pointers that you would say uh, parents of young boys going into the initiation schools need to look out for as telltale signs that things are not okay
1: yeah w- w- with initiation this remember this is coordinated one with the with, with the structures in, in the different provinces for example um in, in eastern Cape this is well coordinated with, the, with COCTA through the House of traditional leaders i think I think uh, for every parent who has a child who would like to go through the initiation school, there is ample information through the House of traditional leaders to to guide the parents on such activities like to to seek um, a legal, a legal school to find out if the, 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 where the parent is sending a child is indeed a legal school and whoever operates that school is authorized by the necessary authorities. I think that's very key in the first place to to do and this is uh, very accessible through the Eastern Cape House of traditional leaders and other structures in the traditional state, uh, space in other provinces. So, and the parents again, they should be involved in the mm. day-to-day, in the step, step-by-step through the process, because I'm sure they are required for some for some items through the process of initiation.
0: We've got an SMS uh, that reads: uh, Traditionally, women dressed us with beads in the ch- uh, the chief 's crawl upon returning, they can do the cooking but not directly come into the ritual of initiation that 's from kancho so uh, then he 's t- talking specifically about initiation, and we were speaking about uh, circumcision specifically in a, a situation where you know a, a child has taken themselves to an initiation school without the knowledge of their parents because this has actually happened to a friend of mine where her son basically took himself to initiation school he felt he was ready he was being put under pressure by his peers at school so he went behind his mother's back and then she found out what course can a parent take when it comes to that and also the the accountability of the leaders within the initiation schools to you know take in boys who whose parents might not necessarily know what what role should the leaders within the initiation schools play to be more accountable, and also what course can parents take should their child decide to take themselves without their knowledge into initiation schools?
1: Yeah, thank you very much for that. The, as I mentioned earlier, each province has its own structures that govern in the initiation process but it, and, and the, the, the legal framework around that. And to mention, in Eastern Cape, there is a Customer Male Initiation Act, uh, number 5 of 2016. So uh this this question would be well answered by the House of Traditional Leaders who are the, the custodian who, who are the key stakeholders of the initiation process and I think they will be very good at answering the issues in terms of the transgression around the customer mail initiation act.
0: All right. What else then uh, does Right to Care say about, uh, you know, circumcision season, if we just wrap it up and, and give uh, closing remarks?
1: Thank you very much. Uh, what what we'd like to say is that uh, Right to Care is ready. is ready in the district that I've mentioned. All facilities are well equipped with the professions that are, are trained and the equipment that are ready to, for any person above 10 years who is seeking to take up medical male circumcision to have a safe and quality male circumcision. And something very key to add on is that after after having medical male circumcision, everyone who has been circumcised should return to the clinic after two days and after seven days especially to check if the wound is healing well. The moment someone uh, gets circumcised and they don't come back to the clinic, there are chances that they might get complications because it's the duty of the of the client or the patient who has been circumcised to come back to the facility so that the health profession can inspect the wound and see if the wound is healing well. Circumcision is performed by a health professional who has been trained, is very safe, and as we said, the healing, the complete healing takes six weeks, but after a few days, the person should be able to resume his full duty. And something very important that I, I would not miss out is to say, mm-hmm. as we have said, that one of the benefits of male circumcision is to prevent the transmission of HIV, it does not completely stop the transmission. So we advise that whoever has taken up medical male circumcision should continue using the condom to get proper protection against transmission of HIV. And if there's anyone who is interested in t- in getting circumcised, we have a a a, a call center number okay. where you can send a please call, or you can just call and you'll be booked in one of our facilities. The number is zero
0: eight two eight zero eight six one
1: five two. All right. Is there a website? Yes. Our website is www try to care
0: dot org all right just maybe to end it things on uh, an sms that just came through uh, it reads good evening asanda I think we need to do away with these initiation schools they're outdated and they cost a lot of money as opposed to the just taking your child to the clinic. our children die there or they lose. Their manhood. That's uh, Felicity in Johannesburg. I think Right2Care has expressed that, uh, I mean, you're not for the completely scrapping of the traditional way of doing things, but rather a collaboration. Am I right, Dr. Igaba? Yes. Well, thanks for your views anyway. Uh, thanks, Felicity in Joburg, for SMSing us and everybody else who's been cooperating or uh, communicating with us on this topic. So uh, thanks for your time again, Dr. Igaba, Senior Technical Advisor at Right2Care.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Good evening. So you can contact them on 082 808 6152, and their website is www.right2k dot org we're going to get into our daily soapy in a bit if you like to still continue with your comments on the different topics we've had in the show you can still do so our whatsapp line is 06 410 you can tweet us at safm radio this is safm's viewpoint hashtag that when you tweet and also in instagram and we are on facebook as well